Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Faces of TBI podcast series, the number one podcast for brain injury and concussion resources. I am Amy Zellmer, founder of FacesofTBI.com and your host. Today, I will be chatting with Dr. Amy Moore from the Learning Rx about brain training. This episode is brought to you by Integrated Brain Centers, located in Denver, Colorado. Doctors Shane Studman and Perry Maynard are experts in functional neurology and treat complex concussion cases from around the country. With over 20 years of combined experience, they are leaders in helping patients who are suffering from post-concussion symptoms including dizziness, vertigo, headaches, and more. For your free consultation, you can find them online at integratedbraincenters.com. Hello, I am Amy Zellmer, and you're listening to Faces of TBI, a podcast series for survivors by survivors, raising awareness about traumatic brain injury, one podcast at a time. Those of you who might not know who I am, I am a TBI survivor from a fall on the ice in February of 2014. I am a frequent contributor to the Huffington Post, Thrive Global, and the Goodman Project, and I'm author of Life with a Traumatic Brain Injury, Finding the Road Back to Normal, available on Amazon. Additionally, I'm editor-in-chief of the Brain Health Magazine, and you can grab your free digital subscription at thebrainhealthmagazine.com. I want to invite you to save the date for March 16th. I will be hosting a virtual Brain Injury Awareness Day event. You can register at facesoftbi.com slash event. You can also learn more about me and the podcast at facesoftbi.com. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Amy Zellmer. And don't forget, join my private Facebook group, Amy's TBI Tribe, to connect with other survivors, caregivers, and loved ones. Today, my guest, I am joined by Dr. Amy Moore, and Dr. Moore is a cognitive psychologist for Learning Rx in Colorado Springs, the headquarters of the largest network of brain training centers in the world. She specializes in cognitive rehabilitation training and cognition assessment for neurodevelopmental disorders, brain injury, learning disabilities, and age-related cognitive decline. She also serves as VP of Research at Gibson Institute of Cognitive Research. Her brain training research has been published in peer-reviewed medical and psychology journals and presented at conferences around the country. She is also editor-in-chief of Modern Brain Journal and is a board-certified Christian counselor. So welcome to the podcast, Amy. So very excited to have you here today. I'm excited to be here, Amy. Thanks for inviting me. Always a pleasure to chat with you. And I, you know, I, I love to start by asking our professionals how they came to work with the brain injury community? What, what led you here? So I actually ended up in the brain injury community by accident. Um, I was a teacher before I was a psychologist. And so my specialty has always been on learning disabilities, especially ADHD. And so when I began working for Learning RX, um, which was a program that was originally created for children with learning struggles, um, we realized as we got into our research that 
these types of um, interventions, those who those interventions that focus on neuroplasticity, are applicable across diagnostic categories, including brain injury, which makes perfect sense. A cognitive yeah. weakness or a deficit in, in a cognitive skill, um, it doesn't matter the etiology, the origin of that deficit, right? Whether it is from a neurobiological disorder, neurodevelopmental disorder, or from an injury. And so uh, we did a study with soldiers initially um, and had phenomenal results and then started looking a little bit deeper using functional MRI, um, a variety of neuropsychological assessments to see what can brain training really do uh, for brain injury in addition to learning disabilities. And so that's, that's how I ended up here. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I'm curious if you're doing any research, um, this is something that's interested me for a while is the connection between learning disability and brain injury. And often children are just dismissed as having a learning disability when in reality they've had a brain injury and nobody is really, you know, dug into that. Like they might've been in a car accident or maybe they fell off their bike and didn't have their helmet on or even with their helmet. Um, I'm just curious if you know of any research going on in that regard. So from a clinical perspective, that's very common. And so we know that um, we'll see children who have been diagnosed with ADHD um, because they have difficulty paying attention. Um, and we know that um, a, a, an interesting uh, symptom in ADHD is a sluggish cognitive tempo or slow processing speed. And so um, they're misdiagnosed frequently with ADHD yeah. when really um, maybe they had multiple sports concussions. Yes. Right. So um, they present in, in nearly identical ways. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and from a, you know, a recovery standpoint, you treat a learning disability like in school, a learning disability is treated very differently from how you would treat a brain injury, right? Um, and so these kids will continue struggling because they actually have a brain injury, not a learning disability. And I think that's what makes learning RX, you know, so unique in that, one, you guys are probably going to catch that it's probably a brain injury, right? Because you're doing testing. Um, but two, the brain the brain training treatments that you guys do are applicable across the board in that way. Right. I hope I explain right. that. So it, right. So it actually doesn't matter um, in terms of how we intervene, whether or not you come to us with a diagnosed learning disability or a diagnosed brain injury, we're going to address those deficits in, in cognitive skills in the exact same way. And you're absolutely right when you talk about the difference in how learning disabilities are managed in the school setting. Because typically in schools, um, children are given accommodations for mm -hmm. learning struggles, whether they arise, again, from, um, you know, a specific learning disability or from a brain injury. They're given accommodations like extra time um, on tasks. Um, they're able to sit in a quiet room to take tests. They get front row seating so that it, um, you know, eliminates the distractions. And 
that isn't actually helping the cognitive deficit. That's not mm-hmm. remediating the problem, right? That's just putting a band-aid right. problem. And so we want to look at the root cause. Um, th- we use multiple cognitive skills in thinking and learning all day, every day. In fact, we operate on the Cattell-Horn-Carroll theory of cognition, CHC theory, which is the most widely recognized intelligence theory. And that theory tells us that there are 20 broad cognitive abilities and more than 90 narrow ones. Um, And so when you're looking at remediation, you have to say, okay, there has to be a weakness or a breakdown somewhere in one of those abilities. And we need to remediate that. We have to target that with some sort of intervention if we hope to see progress in the classroom or progress in life, whether it's from a disability or from an injury. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I want to go back to your ADD um, scenario too. I, I see this and this happened to me as well. Um, even in adults, uh, we're often told after brain injury that we have what they refer to as TBI-induced ADD, um, which actually isn't a real thing. Um, <laughs> but that's a whole other story. Um, but, you know, for me, I knew I didn't just suddenly have ADD, right? Like, I, I instinctively knew this was a symptom of my brain injury. I knew that I couldn't focus. I couldn't follow a sentence, right? Like if you were talking to me, I would still be on the first couple words while you've moved on to your second sentence already. And so I knew that it was a processing problem, not that I had ADD. And I think that it's widely misdiagnosed, both in children and adults. And, you know, as an adult, if you didn't have ADD before your brain injury, you, you probably don't have ADD, you probably have, you know, cognitive processing problems. Um, would, would you, you know, agree with how I kind of explain that? I'll let you elaborate. Sure, absolutely. Well, there is significant overlap in um, symptoms between ADHD and brain injury or repetitive concussions. And so it's easy to miss. It's easy to see how, um, we could get a diagnosis of ADHD based on the symptoms that you come in with. But you're absolutely right. Um, If you didn't have it before the injury, then that's probably not the issue after the injury, even though the symptoms are the same. Um, So that, that low processing speed, that struggle with working memory and long-term memory, we're going to see that in both cases. And ultimately it just doesn't matter. Uh, Mark Hyman at the Cleveland Clinic says a broken brain is a broken brain. And so it doesn't matter why it's broken. Uh, we can remediate those cognitive weaknesses. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. It is exciting. And, you know, neuroplasticity, I think, is just the coolest thing. And I don't quite know where that word actually originated from. Um, but, I, you know, it's, it's really exciting because it means that we're able to retrain our brain and get it working properly again. And, you know, depending on the damage, right? Like if there's really significant damage, you're probably not going to get back to a hundred percent, but you could get back to 60, 70%, which is better than the say 30% that you're currently functioning at. Right. Um, 
Absolutely. And, and, you know, with, with neuroplasticity, we really want to give our brains um, an intense, um, I'm losing my words. Um, We want to go at it with an intensity, right? Like with you guys, you do um, several weeks of therapy a couple times a week. Um, And, you know, same like with functional neurology and a lot of other rehab programs. And that's because we have to like really continually tell our brain what it needs to do. We need to really kickstart it, so to speak. Um, And so why don't you talk a little bit about how your programs are unique at LearningRx? Absolutely. Well, let me just quickly address um, the neuroplasticity origin. So um, a neuropsychologist, very famous neuropsychologist uh, named Dr. Donald Hebb, he said neurons that fire together, wire together. And so that means that that the more, right, the more we use a neural circuit in our brain, then the stronger it becomes. And so that's the basis of neuroplasticity. So in order to strengthen neural pathways in our brain, we have to use them again and again and again. And so that's why at LearningRx, our brain training uses a drill-for-skill approach with repetitive practices of mental tasks over and over again. Um, And so what neuroscience research shows us is that intense mental exercise increases a protein called BDNF, brain-derived neurotropic factor, and that's like miracle grow for the brain. And so it helps the, the growth of new neurons and synapses in the brain. It helps prevent the death of existing neurons, and it supports overall cognitive function. And so we think that brain training can contribute then to both neurogenesis, the growth of new neurons, as well as neuroplasticity, so that strengthening of uh, neural circuits. Um, and so at Learning RX. Um, you're absolutely right. We do um, three or four 90-minute sessions a week for 12 to 24 weeks. And those sessions are super intense. Um, We have um, over 100 training exercises. And these are game-like mental tasks, intense but fun. Um, And each of those different training procedures has 10 to 12 variations. So we have about a thousand different tasks that we can use to train the brain. And we sit one-on-one with each client and we use a variety of hands-on manipulatives to um, target those individual cognitive skills like working memory and long-term memory, attention, visual and auditory processing, reasoning skills, processing speed. Um, Remember I said there were over 90 of those abilities. And so um, we pace each one with a metronome. That means that our client is doing a cognitive task and responding on beat to the metronome, and that makes each session super intense. It prevents um, mental breaks. It makes that skill become automatic, um, which is what we want to see. Um, and so it, that, that repetitiveness, that practice, um, over and over again, two neurons that fire together, wire together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that saying. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. And, you know, I know that there's going to be people listening who are like, oh, there's no way I can do any sort of an intensive, you know, mental program. I, I can't do a whole hour, three times a week. Like, there's no way, you know, like we get inside our own heads, right? Because right. we're used to this cognitive fatigue and brain fog that we've never experienced before. And depending how far into your recovery you are, you might be three, four years of dealing with fatigue and brain fog. Um, so what is your, um, your suggestions or your, your assurances to them? Um, and because it is, it is daunting. It is, it is like sure. a little intimidating to go into a program yeah. thinking, Oh my God, I don't know if I'll be able to do this. I know even for me, the first couple of days were like, oh my gosh. Um, but then it gets easier. You start seeing progress and right. like that's exciting. <laughs> so yeah. So what, you know, what advice do you have for someone listening who's a little apprehensive? Okay. So first of all, we have trained over a hundred thousand brains with this method. <laughs> that's a lot. Uh, over a hundred thousand. Right. Um, and more than 500 of those brains were, were injured traumatically, right? So over 500 of those had, you know, came to us with traumatic brain injury. So you can do it. Um, but here's the cool thing. Um, this program is delivered by a human who can adapt the program to meet your individual needs. So one of the unique things about Learning RX, it's not a computer game, right? It's delivered mm -hmm. um, by a personal cognitive trainer, kind of like how you work out in the gym with a personal fitness trainer. Right, right. That fitness trainer, you know, assesses your abilities, and that's where you start, right? We find out what your baseline ability is, and we start from there, and we work up to these amazingly intense sessions that I've been talking about. And so if you're not able to manage a metronome at 120 beats a minute on the first day, first of all, we wouldn't expect you to. And if you could, then you probably don't need brain training. And so <laughs> we start, we meet you where you are, right? We, we find where you are and we gradually work up. Um, and we know that clients with brain injuries might need a break. So we're going to give you a break. But we promise the more you practice, the better you get at being able to take on these challenging tasks. And our trainers give dynamic feedback. That means they're, they're giving you encouragement and motivation and high fives and feedback throughout the entire training session. Um, they can pull back a little bit if you get frustrated and then let you experience some success on a task and then push you a little bit further right? Pull back when they need to and then push you when they can. And so, um, you know, we partner with you in that process. So we don't just send you in and go, go, right? We send you in and go, okay, let's try this first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, it is really exciting when you start noticing progress and, you know, I know often um, the patient themselves might not notice the progress, because um, we're just still kind of in our fog, right? But it's really cool when, say, their parent or their spouse or their friend is like, whoa, I can see such an improvement in, you know, in so-and-so. Um, 
and I just think getting that reassurance of, oh my gosh, okay, I'm making, I'm making progress here. I'm feeling better. Um, that in itself, I think, and, and the validation of finding a provider who actually can help you and believes you and understands that your symptoms are real, because I think that's half the battle for a lot of us. You know, we're continually told, um, you know, it's just in your head. I, I mean, I know you've heard my story, but the, the neuropsychologist wanted to put me on antidepressants, sleeping pills so that I could sleep, and then Ritalin to keep me awake and help my attention. And I was just like, wait, what? <laughs> um, and I just, I knew that that wasn't the right path for me, but I didn't know where else to turn at that time. Um, and so when you finally, when I finally found my way to learning RX and I did a very similar test to the neuropsych test. Um, so the neuropsych had also told me I didn't try hard enough. I scored too poorly in memory. I scored worse than a dementia patient. And that basically I didn't, I didn't try hard enough on the test. Um, and that was devastating to me. I was like, sure. are you kidding me? <laughs> and then at the Learning RX, we did a very similar testing, but not, not nearly as long. It wasn't a grueling four-hour exam. Um, but right. I had the same results. And I was told, yeah, this is pretty consistent with brain injury. And I was like, really? <laughs> and, you know, it's like, yeah, we see this all the time. Um, so it's just that validation itself, too, is a huge piece of healing. Absolutely. And our trainers work with individual clients on setting goals that are specific to you. So yes, we, we do baseline cognitive testing um, at the beginning. We do it again at the end because we like to measure change um, quantitatively that way. But we also want to measure change qualitatively or in real life. And so we sit down with every client at the very beginning of a program and say, what are your goals? What's your wish list? What would you like to see happen mm -hmm. here? And then your trainer gets to know you so well and can help you apply the skills that you're developing in the training environment to your real life. And so if we know that, you know, your goal is to be able to drive confidently again, right, then we're going to talk to you as you master a visual processing task. We're going to say, how do you think this might help you in the car? Right. And so um, whether it's on the baseball diamond or in the classroom or at work, we, we know what your goals and wish list um, is made up of. And so we're going to help you um, match your progress to those goals. That's called, that's called FAR transfer. Um, and that is the holy grail of brain training. That's absolutely what I see. It's fun to see changes on a cognitive test, but it's the real life changes that really matter. Right. Yeah, yeah, that the functional and applicable um, everyday stuff, right? Like, I think that's, that's where mainstream traditional medicine, I think that's where they go awry with brain injury, is they look at you, follow my pen with your eyes, yep, your eyes are fine, you know, like, I'm oversimplifying it, but, but they're not looking at you functionally, you know, like, okay, get up, move around, turn your head side to side, squat, you know, like, like, we don't just sit statically at, at our desks all day, our, our eyes are constantly, you know, following what's going on on our screen, and we're turning our heads, and we get up to walk, and we turn, like, I think that is what's so overlooked 
just in general in traditional medicine is just the whole functional approach of how do we how do we tackle brain injury, right? Right. Right. And so you could take a neuropsych test and let's say you score in the 38th percentile in working memory. So statistically, that's average. And so that might say um, to the clinician, well, you're, you're functioning at an average level. There's nothing to right. worry about here. But what does that mean in real life if you're, if you're functioning at the 38th percentile? You're not thriving. There's no way you're thriving if you're functioning in working memory at the 38th percentile. And so we have to look at, at what that looks like in real life and not just on a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Right, because most of us don't have a baseline, right? Like we've never done mm-hmm. one of these tests before we were injured. Um, so to say that you're average for your age and sex and educational level, while you might have been like way above average prior to your brain injury, right? So again, it's all about function, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So somebody listening um, who, you know, is finding this intriguing, um, how, how can they learn more about Learning Rx? Because you guys are located all across the country, and I believe you're in several other countries as well. Um, and we're in 45 also- countries. Wow, that's more than a few. Right. Um, <laughs> and you're also implementing virtual training now, Um you know, in the age of COVID. So tell us a little bit more about how people can find you and how that works. Yeah. Um, so first I want to say we had started experimenting with virtual training, um, delivering the same one-on-one um, brain training methods over Zoom. We had started uh, looking at ways to make that effective two years before COVID hit. And so it was a seamless transition when this pandemic started Um, because we had been practicing and perfecting that model for two years. So it was really exciting to our centers to be able to say, hey, we don't have to stop doing your training just because um, of this pandemic. We can meet you three times a week via Zoom. Um, We just need a couple pieces of equipment to make that happen. Um, And so we seamlessly transitioned. Um, We just completed a research study with over 400 people in it, and we compared the results from Zoom delivery to the one-on-one in-person delivery, and we found no significant difference in the outcomes. So that was super exciting. Uh, we hope to publish that this spring. Um, so I just wanted to put that out there, that, um, that virtual training is equally as effective. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, you can go to learningrx.com and click on find a center and all of the locations um, around the world are available there. Um, If there's not a center near you, you can call 1-866-BRAIN-01 and we can um, get you set up with a consultation and um, an assessment and um, then do virtual training if there's not a center near you. And if there is a center near you, you can still do virtual training if you don't feel comfortable uh, going 
uh, in person right now because of the pandemic, then that's mm-hmm. certainly still going to be an option for you. And then the website, learningrx.com, has tons and tons of information um, and stories and all of our research. We have um, a very robust body of research on this method, and all of that is listed on the website as well. Yeah, and I think it's fantastic that you're in so many countries because, I mean, I know I have people listening from all over the world. I have a large listenership in Europe, Australia, and New Zealand. Um, And I know that I also have listeners in um, Asia and, um, oh, I'm blanking now, Uh, India, India. Um, So, you know, it's, it's awesome that this is a possible solution for people across across the whole world. Um, so that's Absolutely. really exciting. So it's um, called so- BrainRx. Just want to say that it's called BrainRx in in other countries. Learning RX oh, in America, gotcha. BrainRx. So you can go to BrainRx.com if you are not in America and find a center. Awesome. Learning RX and Brain RX. Perfect. And I do have the Learning RX link in the show notes. So anybody listening, you can go into the show notes and click through that link. Um, so Dr. Moore, do you I, I would love to wrap up. We're almost out of time here, but what are your, you know, your final thoughts for our listeners? You know, someone listening who's still struggling, whether they're new to this injury or it's been five, ten, twenty years for them. Um, what advice do you have for someone listening today? Sure. So I just want to say that we are not stuck with the cognitive cards that we've been dealt. There's absolutely hope in brain training. And so cognitive skills that have been weakened by brain injury can be remediated. They can be remediated through intense, complex, human-delivered cognitive training. And so we see this in our research, and we see this in our work at LearningRx all day, every day. So there is hope. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely there's hope. I, you know, I have met so many people on my own journey um, who from listening to my podcast or watching my YouTube, whatever it is that they found me, um, but they, they've reached out to a provider and were able to finally get treatment. And, you know, and I think that's half the battle in the TBI world is finding the right resources because, um, you know, traditional medicine doesn't know about them. <laughs> so they're, right. not, they're not referring, they're not making those recommendations. And I really hope that we see that, that start to change in the next five years. That's, that's really my hope. Um, I but do too. Marty, and go absolutely. ahead. No, I, I was just going to say that there's so much research that supports brain training that I would like to see it become a mainstream, you know, a mainstream idea as well. I mean, there's no reason to keep it hidden under the rug at all. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not keep it a secret. (laughs) (laughs) So Dr. Moore, thank you so much for being here today and sharing with my listeners. I really appreciate you taking the time to be here. Thanks for having me, Amy. And thank you, everyone, for listening. I really hope that you enjoyed today's episode with Dr. Amy Moore from The Learning Rx. And just another reminder that um, the link to The Learning Rx is in the show notes if you would like to click through. And another big thank you to our episode sponsor, Integrated Brain Centers. You can find them online at integratedbraincenters.com. 
And another reminder that you can always find previous podcast episodes on most streaming platforms, such as iTunes, or you can find them directly at facesoftbi.com. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Amy Zellmer. And do remember to join Amy's TBI tribe on Facebook. Thank you for listening and thank you for being a part of my journey. Have a great day, everyone, and I'll see you in the next episode.